0: Why are you doing things? Why are you getting to this in the first place? And one of those things is, is in order to free up more time, so I could spend more time doing those things that I love, which is continuing, you know, learning, continuing spending time with my family. And I have six children, so you know, spending time with them. Uh, they're, you know, between five and sixteen right now. So i know, I want to make sure to maximize my the time I spend with them, the relationships I have with them. So this is very important.
1: All right, three full cool listeners. Uh, we've got a real rock star guest with us today. Um, Yona Weiss is joining us today. Uh, Yona, uh, welcome and th- thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Lee. It's my pleasure uh, to be on your show. Thanks. thanks for having me. It's very exciting. That's,
1: yeah, absolutely. This is, this is going to be fun. Um, just real quick, a little bit about Yona. He is a powerhouse with um, property owners' tax savings. A uh, big part of uh, why, what makes real estate um, such a great investment is those tax savings, so I can't wait to get into this with Yona. Um, as a business director at Madison Specs, that's S-P-E-C-S, a national cost segregation leader, he has assisted clients in saving tens of millions of dollars on taxes through cost segregation. He has a background in teaching and a passion for real estate and helping others. He's a real estate investor himself and a host of a new podcast called Weiss Advice. Uh, Yona, that, that was real quick. Um, I definitely want to get into the tax segregation stuff. It's such a powerful tool of how real estate investors can save a lot of money. Um, you're an expert right. in that area, so we'll get into that. Let's start you know, with um, just a little bit about your background and then specifically, um, what led you into the real estate space?
0: Absolutely. So um, a little bit of my background, I've been a teacher for about 15 years. So my, really my passion is teaching. That's really what I love to do. But the salary of a teacher is really not that great. So at a certain point in time, I was like, okay, I need to find something else and do something a little bit different. And I was open to that kind of change. And it really was, you know, certain things in my life happened that would just kind of put me to that uh, openness. And what I found was immediately I made a kind of calculation in my head. and said to myself, what industry is there out there that you know, if I want to get like a new job of some kind or or go into some new field, that requires the least amount of formal education with simultaneously the most potential income. And those two factors together, right, just led me to real estate. And and I found that, uh, you know, I knew a lot of different people who friends of mine and and different family members who had been in real estate in different areas, you know, different, doing different things. I just reached out to a bunch of people and said, hey, what can we do? How can we get involved? How, what can I do? So I started in commercial yeah. mortgages, just kind of learn the commercial real estate industry, everything about financing, about properties in general, how to underwrite you know, deals, et cetera. And then um, went into brokering residential. From there, I went to doing some fix and flips. From there, I you know, was just reaching out, trying to find development deals, whatever it was, just speaking to anyone and everyone I knew, trying to learn as much as possible. And I found that it's unbelievable, the more people you meet, the more potential opportunities that come about. And so I just kind of honed down on that. Like, how can I meet more people? How can I get in touch with the right people and just see where opportunities come from? So one thing led to another, led me to this company I'm working for currently, Madison Commercial Real Estate Services, which we do a lot of different services. But the main thing I focus on is the cost segregation uh with a you know national biggest national company doing this in all 50 states so it really gives me the opportunity to network with and speak to owners you know of real estate all across the country and you know it's kind of led me to where you know my current journey is similar to yourself you know getting involved in in, you know finding multifamily finding more bigger commercial
1: real estate deals to invest in and trying to do yourself yeah that's awesome um yeah I love what you said there you know about um you know, a space that doesn't require the formal education, it just seems like we're really headed down that path. And I don't want to speak against yeah. it too much, but there's so, there's so much schooling involved. It seems like everything you want to do, you have to, you know, go and do a lot of schooling. I mean, I'm an example of that I'm a physical therapist. So I had to go to school for seven years to become a physical therapist. And I always say like, my three years of grad school, I really needed it. But my four years of undergrad, did very little to, you know, that, that I needed. So, right. So like why seven years? And and I do love that about real estate that like, you know, I, I can talk to anybody in any field and say, look, like just start reading some books, start listening to Yona's podcast, start listening to <laughs> other people's podcasts, start learning. And then to your, I mean, you made it such a great point. We, I'm sure we're going to hit on this more, but networking, just start talking to people. I mean, that's your education. You, you know, go learn from people that are doing it, that are, you know, that have done it, that are doing it right now and learn from them. I just love it. And, and again, that's, part of why I wanted to start this podcast is like to, to get the word out. Anybody can do this. You know, you can weigh it in. There's so many different ways to do it, but you just start learning a little bit. Um, you, you start networking, um, kind of following someone's footsteps. Maybe someone helps you out a little bit to get your first deal and you're off to the races. Right. Um, back, back to, so getting into, um, you know, brokering some, some uh, residential deals um, then flipping some houses. Are you still a teacher at this point? What, what was that transition like? Did you, did you retire from being a teacher and jump all in or yeah? What was the transition like?
0: Um, it was, you know, it wasn't very difficult at all. Believe it or not, it was just like I just kind of see where opportunities come to me, and and then I I just follow follow that. So it was it really took each uh, job? No, no, I yeah. didn't. So I really, I mean, it was just like I decided one day, like I need to do something different, and yeah. it, the opportunity came my way literally like that week. Like I reached out to a bunch of people that week. I met a friend of mine. Um, in a parking lot and we're like oh hey you know how you doing catching up and i told him what i was looking for he's like listen uh you know he, he'd been in the commercial mortgages industry as a broker for a while his uncle has a, a small boutique firm that is financing for you know high net worth individuals he's like come join me i'm working with my uncle now let's do this together i'll show you the ropes etc so it was just wow. like perfect like let's okay let's just jump in this is you know heaven sent so i just uh just jumped in Great,
1: right, right. first so- Yeah. So you're learning more about the business um, and got into um, flips a little bit. Let's talk about that. How how did that go? Um, You know, how how many did you do? Were were they profitable? What made you, uh, you're not flipping right now. Um, So yeah, tell us a little bit about that, how it went while you're not still doing it. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So long and short of it.
0: Um, You know, I think a lot of people get involved in fix and flips at the beginning in the real estate yep, journey because a, you know, either true. they, they, yeah, they watch a TV show or they, yep. they hear or they podcast or they, some gurus talk about how easy it is. And there's so much that, you know, you need to know yep. how to really do it well. Right. And, you know, we thought I had a partner and we thought we had everything worked out. Okay. We, we had the perfect, um, you know, source for deals, right? Deal source, right? We're getting direct from the county auctions Right before sure. they went to auction, we had someone Almost. you know inside. We had a contractor who had become highly recommended. You know, 20 years experience, like everything. Right, we had um, a, a local market that we knew, and we felt like there was you know opportunity for growth in that market. Right, and we were doing buying. We had some investors who were interested in getting on board. So it was like everything was like okay, of course, like yeah. of course we should do this. Like all the pieces are just fitting in. What well, we didn't realize was that when you don't have experience, it doesn't matter if all the pieces, you know, get in, you have to know what you're doing and you have to actually, there's a lot more that goes into it than you can even imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of those things that goes into it is just, you know, backup plans. Okay. Well, what happens if things don't work out? And yeah, of course we, you know, we underwritten, you know, conservatively and all that good stuff. But we didn't, um, you know, one thing we did not plan for is that one of the houses, we ended up doing um, four altogether, Okay, but one of the houses and some of the more simultaneous, like, you know, started and before we Mm -hmm. finished one project, went to the next. One of those finished products stayed on the market for almost a year before it sold. So, you know, talk about, you know, the whole plan, the business plan, the return on investment plan, like a three month, you know, rehab, and then, you know, three months on the market, you know, maximum. to, to stay on the market, you know, not sold for almost a year, that totally killed our, our entire returns, right? Just yeah. because, you know, all the, the money spent and everything like that. And we took, you know, we took some, some investors, we took some, some loans. So it was, it was just like, it didn't work out. So that yep. was one of the things. The other thing that really didn't work out was contracting, right? Someone who we came highly recommended um, ended up just leaving the job halfway done.
1: Wow. Yep. And I've heard that before.
0: Yeah, and you know, besides for the fact um, we ended up, you know, trying to hire someone else, but then it meant we were literally had to be there all the time to like just oversee things, which yeah. was totally unexpected. You know, like so yeah, again, it was just a big headache. It was not something I enjoyed doing. It was something not that I was good at, and that's really what I realized. It wasn't just that we didn't have all the plans. We didn't do go into it right. It was I realized this is not something that I'm good at yeah <laughs> okay. right so let me focus on what i'm good at yep. right which is networking which is you know maybe sales which is you know underwriting deal sourcing like those kind of things i'm very good at but uh when it comes to actually like the nitty-gritty and in, hands-on in uh you know doing that kind of stuff it just wasn't so i figured i learned that pretty quickly also and yeah. it was more of a learning experience than anything else that's how yep. i see it
1: yeah and that is pretty quick to, to learn that and i think that's so important another thing I love about real estate because, um, you know, back to the networking thing and finding people, you know, part of your networking is finding people that you can work with. Um, you you kind of shared before we got on that, you know, in the apartment syndication space, you're still looking for the right partners. Um, I, I, I'm doing that as well. I finally found a partner that I feel like balances me out really well. And it goes to that point that you just made. And like, I've realized in, in my short time investing as well, like the things that I'm not good at and the things I don't like. And, and usually those are kind of the same things. I mean, the, you know, the, the parts of the business that, I just really don't enjoy it. It's because I'm not good at them. Like I'm, you know, God just didn't quite make me in that way, like He did some others. And now I found a friend where he's like, "Oh no, I, you know, I I like that stuff." And and I I mean, he's good at it. He he enjoys it. it, You know, it gets done. Whereas for me, it just I'm going to procrastinate on it because there's a bunch of other stuff that I'd rather be doing and and stuff that needs done. So you're going to do that stuff. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, you did learn that pretty quick. There's plenty of people that you know do 30 flips before they realize like man, this is just really tough and it's a really difficult job, but they just put their head down and just keep doing it. And, you know, maybe financially it's, it's somewhat successful, but um, it's not enjoyable uh, if it's not something that, you know, you're, you're really made for, um, you know, and it doesn't fit your skill set or your passion. Um, okay. Yeah so, you, yeah. so you moved away from that and, um, you know, that's kind of, I'm guessing what led you a little bit more toward um, an idea toward multifamily real estate and, and owning, you know, larger properties, investment properties, you can just be more kind of the, the behind the scenes, underwriting, you know, taxes, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, it was more just the more that I was speaking to people and the more that I was, you know, helping people with the tax situation, right, which is an incredible thing to itself. And I found this is a huge benefit. And the more I speak to people um, and I started getting on podcasts, just networking and doing that kind of stuff, I realized how awesome – the spaces, not just because of the returns, not just because of like an awesome investment class, but because of the people, right? The more yeah. I met and networking with these people and going to events and like literally seeing like, the people in this industry um, are just great people. For one, they're very much growth oriented people. A lot of times, right. a lot of times they're people who have come from a different background and had a change in career and, and pursued real estate for all that it offers, and so when you see very successful people doing that, right, making a total career change, making a shift in their life because this asset class, this you know venture, is so much better for a number of reasons. Absolutely, I mean, it just takes just simple um, you know arithmetic, right, to to see. Oh, this is definitely someone where I want to be, also.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, what you're saying there too, so anybody can do it i mean from all kinds of different backgrounds you can get into it um and i think the networking piece again is so powerful so key to get that but any i mean yeah from any background that you you can get in there's a lot of different ways to get into it but um really anybody can i mean we haven't even talked about like being completely passive i mean you, you can just right. invest in deals you gotta maybe you do have a, a job that you enjoy um but you, right. but you see the power of real estate as a long-term investment um as the tax benefits you know as you're going to speak to yeah so you can totally get in passive as well and invest in and be part of apartment building that's the power you know i think that's what you and i both see um is so great about apartment syndication is you know something right. you and i could never do on our own to own a, a big apartment building you know you can bring some people together and so now you and i get to own that but so today i mean so do other people right. so it's really powerful for them um before we get, I really want to dive a little bit deeper into cost segregation, but i um, just talking about, you know, the, the community of people and, and the different kind of people that get into it and why they get into it and all the benefits. Um, would, would you get into that a little bit, know, in your own experience or just what you've heard from others and seen from others? What can real estate do and what has it done for you personally? Um, you know, as far as uh, your family uh, and then your faith, anything else that's important to you? How, how is real estate or how do you think real estate can really benefit you outside of the business?
0: Yeah, it's, it's really opened up. Like you said, it's opened up that network, you know, more than anything else. And because of that, it's kind of led me to um, kind of re- reconnect with, uh, with those values that I stand by and I live to because I see so many other people doing it as well. And don't get me wrong, my community is very much, um, you know, forward thinking and very much growth oriented. And that's really what we live by, you know, a very religious lifestyle. But Sometimes you can get lost in, you know, just the pursuit of a livelihood, the pursuit of, you know, other goals. And it's, you know, it really rooted me back into understanding, you know, kind of my why. I guess you know, kind of cliche, but what's your why? Why are you doing things? Why are you getting to this in the first place? And one of those things is is in order to free up more time so I could spend more time doing those things that I love, which is continuing, you know, learning, continuing spending time with my family. You know, I have six children, so, you know, spending time with them, um, they're, you know, between five and 16 right now. So, you know, I want to make sure to maximize my, the time I spend with them, the relationships I have with them. So this is very
1: important absolutely absolutely yeah i mean it goes by so fast as i'm sure you know and you only yeah. get so much time with them and then they're going to be you know i mean still in your life but um but certainly not not you know the, the deep relationship and, and the constant relationship that you have with them now absolutely. while they're at home um so it, um you're still working full-time because you're a full-time in and with the with the madison specs and doing the tax taxation right. stuff so you're still full-time there looking to get real estate. um well let's go ahead and, and jump into that yona um tell us just I, I guess, how would you explain uh, tax segregation to somebody? I'll, I'll just open it up and let you go. I don't want to pin you into my questions. Why don't you just tell us what, what tax segregation is? How do you explain it to somebody?
0: So cost segregation is cost really segments. something, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what we're doing is we're segregating the cost of a building. So really what it is, is just an advanced form of depreciation. Depreciation is a tax deduction based on the purchase price of your of your property. When you buy a property besides your personal residence, whether it's investment property, business property, you're allowed to take an ta- income tax write-off for the entire value of that property, okay? But the way depreciation works is that it's based on the principle that things go down in value as time goes on.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you're able to take a write-off over a long period of time. So over a 27 and a half year period. Exactly, right. um, or for commercial properties, it's 39 year period. So what you're doing is you're taking a little bit every single year. And that's what depreciation is. Cost segregation says, let's segregate that cost. Let's break down that cost into different components and figure out according to the tax code. And there's, you know, it's laid out very clearly. There are things in your property that actually uh, depreciate faster, which means you can take the value of those components as a tax write-off over a much faster period of time. So for example, there are things in your property like furnishing and fixtures and appliances, equipment, cabinets, anything that's not part of this structural component, all that depreciates on a five-year schedule, which means you can, when if you can figure out through an engineering study, cost of irrigation study, what the value of all those things are you can now take that as a tax write-off um <clears throat> over a five-year period
1: okay okay so let back, let me back up real quick make sure i'm understanding yeah. this perfectly so let's say we buy a five million dollar property okay so we buy a five million dollar apartment building so th- we just divide that five million by 27 and a half so we're right around 181 182,000 so whoever owns that the whole group every year we get to show a loss of one hundred and eighty-one thousand dollars
0: Right. so a loss okay. means you're taking an t- income tax deduction, okay? okay? Which means that it's going to offset your income tax liability. So if you made on a five million dollar property, maybe you made, um, you know, let's say three hundred fifty thousand dollars in income from the net operating income of that property. Immediately, you deduct one hundred eighty thousand. Now it's not. Wow. There's a portion that um, needs to be allocated to land, which which does not depreciate. So your okay. five million is usually going to be, you know, like four and a half, four million, something like that. Okay. But the same, you know, the same old truth. So immediately yep. you're deducting $100,000, 180000 from your income tax or your, ta- your taxable income. So you're reducing that taxable income. Now you're cutting it in half basically from just regular depreciation.
1: Yep. Yep. And I mean, that alone. So we're not, yeah, we're not even getting in. I just want to set that base. That's not what cost segregation is. So we're just talking about the, the general, if you don't do anything, you already get this awesome tax benefit. And the cool, what I was like, it was like, so your building, according to the IRS, is depreciating every year over 27 and a half years. Meanwhile, your property is likely appreciating over that time, right? So exactly. you know, over 27 and a half years, your $5 million, five million property, you know, according to the IRS, just went to zero. And in fact, it's actually probably worth 10, you know, probably exactly. double the price over, I mean, if, if not more, you know, if. If the, the Fed can reach their inflation targets, uh, will probably be worth you know 15 million or something. But that's what's so cool is like the IRS says it's depreciating and it's actually appreciating, you know, exactly. 100%. It's going
0: which is which is crazy, right? The IRS yeah. is is saying there's you know, like you said, your property is going down, right? But it's not, that's why I say it's like a theoretical, it's based on the fact that it's going down in value, but it's really not,
1: yeah. And I, so, I'll say, um in my experience and what we're trying to do here at Threefold, you know, I know, you, like you say, you're, you're trying to get into it and do it as well. So most of the time when you buy a larger um, multifamily property, even if it is a smaller one, even if you're getting into, you know, a, a 20 unit, a 50 unit, usually you come in with a plan to bring the property, you know, to reposition the property. So you're buying a property, let's say you're just buying a property for a million dollars. You want to um, put a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars into it, increase rents, you know, really make it so that, now you're making it you know, worth, worth 1.5. And then after, after a few years, maybe after five years, you've really got to operating well. So it's those first years that can be more difficult. Um, and I think that's why the cost segregation is so powerful because it allows you to really do well. And then typically not, yeah, almost always because a lot of times you have a five-year arm unless you're able to get agency financing. After five years, you're looking to refinance anyway and to get into a new loan and, and maybe sell. So it's those first five years that are really a lot is going on. And I think that's where the cost segregation can really come in. So let's kind of jump back in. You know, so if you just, if you bought a $5 million property, you're just going to do the the standard deduction over 27 and a half years. You can write off that 181,000. You know, what you're saying is your company can come in and in year one, you can say, okay, well, actually there's some things that are part of this apartment building, part of that $5 million, they're going to depreciate a lot faster than 27 and a half years. So give us a, just kind of an example from, from this example. So a $5 million property, you come in and instead of depreciating 181000 that first year, the first couple of years, maybe the first five, what, what do you think, just as a general example, what could you guys do for somebody in, instead above and beyond that?
0: So, It's really interesting. Like I said, the first thing we do, first of all, first thing that we always do is send a free estimate. So anyone can know off the bat what your potential tax savings are going to be without even doing anything without lifting a finger um and so that's really educational because that shows you what you what you want to do what you you know what you can do right the
1: possibilities there sure
0: so what happens is when the engineer comes to the property you are able to you know they're able to break down that property into different components like i said there's something called five-year property which is personal property um, that depreciates over a five-year schedule. So that's anything like that's not part of this structure. So like all those things I mentioned, like appliances, yep. furniture, cabinets, even things that you wouldn't think of, like certain types of lighting and plumbing and fixtures and millwork and window treatments, all kinds of this stuff. There's so many details, you know, uh, fixtures. When you think about like how many sockets are there, right? How many electrical sockets are there? The value of those electrical sockets, may be very little, but when you add them up in a whole building, right, they can, you know, everything, every little thing adds up. Um, There's 15-year property, which is land improvements. So that's outside the building, landscaping, right? Um, Signage, fencing, pavement, if you have a parking lot, anything like that. That has a lot of value to it as well. Typically for a multifamily building, we're looking at between 20 and 35% of your basis. So that's your your purchase price minus your land value Um, that you can literally take, and accelerate that depreciation. So you're asking, well, what's the first year? There's something new called uh, bonus depreciation, bonus which is right. a, a new tax law that, that came in that said, all that stuff you can accelerate. So you can, over the first five years, you can have an extra, you know, let's say a 20% of just be conservative of that 5 million, right, you're looking at an extra million dollars of depreciation over a five year period. That's huge, $200,000 yeah. extra depreciation a year. But you can also, take all of that in year number one, if you choose. So you can literally take a tax deduction of a million dollars on that $5 million property in year number one, with bonus depreciation. So what that does is if you have a tax liability, right? If you have income that exceeds a million dollars, you can literally just wipe that out. And even if it's not income from your property, if you have multiple properties, uh, and if you're a real estate professional, even from your active income as well. So I know I threw a lot in there, but- (laughs) If you listen to this, uh, you know, in slow motion uh,
1: replay, <laughs> then you'll get all of it. Well, and, and, yeah, I mean, what, what I'm getting, because <laughs> a lot of it's kind of over my head too, but what it tells me, you know, is like, I mean, wh- why not get a free estimate? You, you get a property, why not have somebody like you come out and go, okay, well, look, here, here's what we're looking at, you know, over the, I mean, I just, so if we could take $2 million of it and, and uh, depreciate that over, the, over five years, so now we're talking about $400,000 a year. So, like you said, I mean, now, now you're able to take a property, you know, you mentioned before, let's say we're making 350 grand off this property. Now we're showing a loss. And so, you know, why would you want to do that? Well, now, yeah, you're, you're actually, you know, hey, I made 100000 over here, but I lost 400000 over here, or I lost 50000 over here. So, yeah, I mean, just puts you in a whole different tax bracket. Um, and again, if you have another property that you've owned for a while, and now you're doing really well, maybe you're past um, the... the cost segregation point on that. And you're doing really well. Now you're making a lot of money. Well, now this property can offset some of that. So, so just, if you kind of understand it for me, I I, I try to understand enough to know the benefit of calling somebody like, you. you know, so if you just understand the power here of, you know, depreciating, um, your, your asset and depreciating it more quickly and showing, um, these losses that, um, and a lot of it is legit, right? I mean, you are going to have to replace all these appliances. I mean, you are going to have to replace all this stuff. Landscaping is constant, roof, right? right. new roofs, plumbing. Like, I mean, it, it is all legit. And so if you can, if you can take that and realize those losses, I mean, wow. I mean, you can, you can really be saving up a lot of reserves in your property. So you're showing these losses, all, everything that you're not paying in taxes, you know, put put a lot in that in reserves. I mean, sure, certainly it can help your returns, but put a lot of that back into reserves to help you pay for this stuff later. I mean, that's that's what you're doing there. So, what a great exactly. It's the,
0: it's the cash flow, and that's really what it, what it comes down to, right? You're by negating your, your tax liability, right? You're just increasing your your cash flow.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, on on three hundred fifty thousand, I mean, the, the cash flow that you're making, that's that's just more ordinary income. So, as a company, three hundred fifty thousand, I mean, I think I think the tax bracket there is, is what you know 32 percent. So, you're going to pay thirty percent in taxes on on three hundred fifty thousand. Dollars, I'm not good enough in math. 100.3, <laughs> um, 105,000 yeah. in taxes. So you lose 100 grand in taxes, versus, like you were just saying the bonus depreciation. What if we can show a 350,000 loss? Now we're paying zero. You know, it looks like we made nothing. So we just saved 100,000, you know, in one yeah. year because of your company coming out. So I'm guessing you guys don't charge um, 100,000 to for the for the you know or, or for each year. So, man, what what yeah. a great investment. Exactly. Company like you guys come out and save us a hundred grand in taxes in, in one year. That's right, right. one year showing that. So,
0: yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 like it's just like a no brainer. You know, yep. when you get to a certain point, it's not for every property. I should you know kind of just say this. Yep. The, because we're talking about a portion, right? A percentage of your purchase price. You know, the smaller your purchase price is, the lower your purchase price is on a property. It doesn't really matter what type of property it is. It matters a little bit because different properties have different benefits, but. Um, Even if it's a single family, but the lower the purchase price is, the lower the percentage, the lower the proportion of tax savings are, and it really is a numbers game. So anything over half a million dollars, I always recommend, like, definitely look into. It's worthwhile. It's going to be, like, 10 times, you know, your investment of the cost of the the study to get done. It's going to pay back tenfold, at least when you start getting lower than that, it may still be beneficial, but I don't recommend it just because it's not like, you know, you're putting in, you're getting back, but it's not that much. So oh, it's uh, right. you always have to take that with a green salt.
1: Yeah. And that's probably, you know, kind of why I was using the example of a $5 million purchase. Cause then you can really see the numbers, but sure. You, you cut that in half. I mean, you know, in, instead of our, our, tax bill was going to be a hundred thousand now it's 10,000. But I mean, if you can save that, I mean, 10,000, 10,000. So people getting started, exactly. I mean, 10,000 can, you know, almost be a down, you know, a good portion of the down payment on a, a huge. On property or something. So, yeah, huge, yeah, you know, so down to, yeah, to your point, I mean, something really small, you know, you're probably talking about maybe something that takes a little more time than what it's really worth. But, you know, a lot of us are, are wanting to scale up and, and keep getting bigger. So this is obviously something that, something to keep in mind. And like I said, for me, it's just, I don't understand it all, but I don't have to. I, if you understand the power of it and you, you have a, a, you know, that's I'm going to get you on. You have a connection like Yona, um, reach out to them. They, they, they take care of it all. You don't have to understand it all. You bring somebody. That, that's to me that I always tell people, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, I was looking at a property and so, well, you know, can you tell me about your team and, and the people on your team? And they were talking about the people, you know, that work with me in my office. And it's really just me and one other guy. But I said, well, here's the property management company I'm going to use. Here's my loan broker that I'm going to use. You know, if, I had a, you know, if, if it was a bigger property, hey, here's the, here's the cost segregation team I'm going to use. It's going to really help us in year one perform on this property. You know, with Yona, um, this is my team. So, you know, somebody like you, you know, your, your company can, you know, just a team member that takes care of all this. You don't have to understand it all. You've got Yona on your team. They can take care of it all for you. Exactly. Right, yeah. Exactly. And you know,
0: it's not, people think, well, it's an accounting thing, right? So my accountant should be doing this. And that's where a lot of people are, are confused. And part of the reason why a lot of people don't even know about this, because it's, yes, it is an accounting method, but it's something your accountant doesn't do because it's something, it's an engineering right. component. It's an right. engineering method. So right. you need a firm. Accountants don't do this. Don't get me wrong. Right. There are certain accounting firms, like a very large, you the big four. They do it in-house. They have engineers in-house to do conservation because they're dealing with billion dollar corporations and, and they can afford that 95 percent maybe even 99 of the accounting firms out there do not do it in-house so you won't even know yeah. about so don't right. think like oh yeah this is an accounting thing for sure my accountant does this already point.
1: Yeah, or knows point. about
0: it they they don't a lot of times and believe yeah. it or not i've spoken to countless countless accountants that literally don't even know about conservation which it's not that, I mean, it's surprising, but it's not that surprising because it is one little tiny niche, tiny area of the tax code. So you can't expect every accountant to know everything about what's in the tax code, um, especially if they're not real estate focused.
1: Exactly. Right. And, and for bigger properties. So maybe they have some, some real estate investors that they do taxes for, but they're right. a little bit smaller properties, So something, not something to get into. But yeah, good point. I've worked with a few and know a few different CPAs and none of them um, provide that because you know, they're just, they're working with smaller investors and just people that, you know, don't have investments. So good point there. So more reason to reach out to you guys. Well, you know what, it's a good point or a good place to tell us, um, what is the best way for people to reach out to you? Um, I mean, you've got a podcast, you're very active. I see you all all over uh, LinkedIn. So what's maybe the best way for people to reach out to you personally and all the teaching and all the awesome education that you provide. And then maybe um, also your company. Yeah, the
0: best way to reach out to me is to find me on LinkedIn, believe it or not. That's, like you said, I'm very, very active on that platform every day. And uh, you're trying to add value, making connections. You can go to yonawice.com. So very easy, just my name, yonawice.com. You can find out more information about me, about the podcast, Weiss Advice. You can find, if you want a free estimate, you can also do one through that website. You can go to our company, madisonspecs.com. And yeah, reach out to, um, happy to help.
1: Yeah, awesome. I've got all those pulled up, so I'll have all those in the show notes um, when we release this. And I, I've, I've got your uh, LinkedIn, but yeah, guys, you know, provides a, a bunch of great content. I mean, your network is incredible. I mean, you've hit on that a couple times, but you've got an awesome network. And I mean, that's how I got you know, on here, just putting out something about his network, and I responded. I mean, my gosh, it felt like a hundred people uh, responded to that in very short order uh, to one post you put up. So your network is awesome. It's it's no wonder um, you know you, you've done so well and have moved along. Uh, so quickly here in the real estate space, Yona, know, and have been so successful uh, because, you know, like they say, your net, your net worth is your network and uh, your network is so important and you've got a really good one. So yeah, I would really suggest people reach out to Yona or, or just check him out on LinkedIn and the stuff he posts. I um, mean, yeah, the, your, your podcast, I've listened to that. Yona, really good. You've got some great, I mean, that, that shows your network as well. You've got some really cool guests, some really fun guests and, and you do a good job with it, but that's what makes a, a podcast is fun um, when you have, when yeah. You really do. So, yeah, guys, uh, reach out to Yona. Um, <laughs> Yona, know, I hope to stay in touch as well, um, and hopefully to, to use you guys on um, when I finally get one of those big purchases, be able to use you guys for the cost segregation.
0: Well, I'm happy to do so. And, and like you said, if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm, uh, I'm very responsive. So... Uh, yeah, thank you again, Lee, awesome. for having me here. It's Absolutely.
1: Oh, hey, before I forget, you know, we, we I always ask my guests um, at the end, what's one way uh, my myself and my listeners could be praying for you and your your family or whatever in the coming weeks?
0: Praying. I think we all need um, prayers for. You know, there's so many things. Um, you know, I pray for everyone, for health and for yeah. happiness and for success, because success means something different to everyone. Sure. And. But you need to know what that is. And so the first thing that I always, you know, ask for when I when I pray, um, and it's part of our, our Jewish tradition, part of our prayers, is we ask for, for sanity, clarity, literally. To like, you know, we thank God that we have the capability of thinking and of, you know, being able to, um, because with your mind, that's really everything. You know, if you don't have a mind, you don't have anything. Uh, so that's really the most important thing. So to have clarity, to have, um,
1: you know, uh,
0: a functioning mind really that's that's something that we take for granted
1: absolutely yeah really well said there you i mean again that's one reason I, I just really hope people hear this message about real estate maybe they don't get into real estate at all but just to know there is a little bit of a different way because i think kind of to your point when i'm when i'm hearing that what i've kind of gone through is like you can just get really caught up in, in the corporate space and your job or whatever your profession is i mean even if you're you know stay at home parent i mean just really get into that and not take time to, to step away and think about you know, what am I really doing here? Is this what I want to be doing? Um, is this what you know God's calling me to in, in my life? Um, but yeah, we, we have that ability, but you do have to take the time um, to, and and have the space uh, to think about that and, and and to make you know that determination. You can really live, a, I think, a much more to your point, successful in whatever that means. It could have nothing to do with finances, but to live a more successful, happy, enjoyable life. And I, th- I think that's what you know. I know that's it's what God wants for all of us. So, but it takes some time to do that. So it's a great prayer. We'll definitely pray alongside you with that, Yona. Uh, but anyway, again, gosh. thanks so much for coming on, Yona. Um, thanks so much for pro- providing all the value. Um, hope to keep in touch and uh, just have a blessed day. Thank you, me. I appreciate it to you as well. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review and check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 617.